Welcome to the Miller Oddcast, a brand new podcast from the Missouri Review. For over 40 years now, TMR has been discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Our quarterly magazine appears in print, digital, and audio formats. Learn more at MissouriReview.com. Welcome back to the Miller Oddcast. I'm Mark McKee, Managing Editor at TMR. And I'm joined today by our contest editor, Bailey Boyd, and intern, Annalise Hatjackis. We've arrived at episode 11. We've arrived at episode 11, and it is truly something to marvel at. Adeline's Gamble by actor and playwright Anne Undelin. Undelin is a playwright whose work has been presented in festivals on the East and West Coasts with her short, The Kiss, winning Best Play at a 10-minute play festival at the West Side Y in New York in 2018. Her full-length play, Lady Randy, was produced by WAM Theater and performed at Shakespeare and Company in Lenox, Massachusetts in 2019. She's an active member of Howell Playwrights in Rhinebeck, New York, and the Writers Rock in New York City, and is at a work and is at work on a new play called Mr. Fullerton. Fans of Edith Wharton will recognize the name. Undelin has this to say about the piece. Remember that song with the line, you're my baby, you're my pet? What happens when a woman takes that idea and runs with it, literally? Strap yourselves in for Adeline's Gamble, a wild chase through the forest deep in Victorian crinolines, frilly bows, and full-throated female rebellion. I, I know we don't want to give too much away, but how best to prepare our listeners for what they're about to experience? I think our listeners are in for uh, a real treat and as Annalyn says, a, a wild chase. This piece um, is really interesting in that you can definitely see that playwriting and um, acting influence on this piece, which for me was was really wonderful to hear as a listener. And I also think that um, the certain playwriting things that Undelin incorporates here actually allows for the piece to cover a lot of ground in still still staying within our 15 minute um, maximum time limit there. Yeah, she moves really deftly through both genre and form throughout the piece. And I think that's how she's able to cover all of that ground. So we have part almost satirical comedy of manners, part dark fairy tale. And then formally we have uh, what almost sounds like a mix of radio drama and screenplay. Uh, so I really appreciated how she trusted her listeners to follow all of the twists and turns in this piece. Um, and there are, yeah, certainly some some turns that listeners will be delighted and and maybe disturbed by. It's the formal elements that you're talking about, and the and the surprises in the screenwriting and acting that uh, that for me really impact. Um, some of the the elaborations of metaphor that I think are also uh, a part of the piece and a part of its success. You have this this central conceit, uh, this this other body, you know, this this woman who's literally taking an idea and running with it, and the piece is fully committed to that. At the same time, it elaborates a metaphor about patriarchal constraints of you know the patriarchal constraints of the era 
that uh, is really uh, is really engaged and really kind of does the same kind of work that 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 comedy of manners and Annalise is talking about, uh, in that it's undermining the the, the thing that it's critiquing in, in really vivid ways. Here, uh, you're really you're really uh, in for something. You're in for many somethings. Uh, and without further ado, Anne Underland's Adeline's Gamble. Setting. A gilded age veranda. It's the golden hour. Midsummer, 1869. Dissolve to Adeline, 56, and Manfred, 62, having a lovely dinner al fresco. Fine china, crystal, silver, the bougiest of bougie classical music plays. Adeline eats asparagus, the only vegetable, along with artichokes, acceptably eaten with the fingers. She's in a lovely, summery, intensely feminine dress, replete with enormous hoop skirt and bows. We zero in on Adeline's hand. She's clearly a nail biter. We never see Manfred throughout, but we hear him. <clears throat> I don't mean to bring this up at dinner, my pet, and it's not that I'm angry. It's just that I'm disappointed. It's not even that I'm disappointed per se. It's just that I'm, well, I'm surprised. Gobsmacked, really. Adeline, I simply cannot understand why you would take it upon yourself to go to the post office. The post office, unaccompanied. It's a full half mile away. You might have gotten lost. What if some stranger had taken you? People will talk. Look at me. Up, Adeline, eyes up. I didn't mean look at me like that. She looks back down, eating her asparagus, stabbing the mayonnaise with the stalk, biting the head off, chewing, and then chewing harder. Manfred's voice becomes increasingly distorted as he drones on. Soon, all we hear of him is a loud buzzing noise. The mail's delivered every afternoon, but you couldn't sit and stay. What could possibly be so important in the day's mail? The whole thing seems so, seems so, well, unseemly. I shudder, Adeline, I do. Don't you have everything you need right here in this house? Haven't I provided? I wish I didn't have to have this conversation, but you give me no choice. You really give me no choice. Suddenly, we hear a female voice, clear and sharp, cutting through the din with a single word. Rabbit. Adeline looks at Manfred. She looks up to the sky. She looks down to the woods at the bottom of the perfectly manicured lawn. She catches a flash of gray fur. Cut to Adeline running down the perfectly manicured lawn. She stops at the forest at the lawn's edge, and it's as if she's hit a wall. She recoils slightly. Stop there, little lady. It's a wall. Yes, a wall telling you to stop. It is a wall of woods, leaves, darkness, and... What's that smell? She leans in a little, pulls back. No, stop. Manfred wouldn't like, he wouldn't like you to... Go back, go... Veranda, asparagus, violins, Manfred, man, Manfred, go back. But forest, wet, 
go back. But smells back. But rabbit. Adeline gathers her will and pushes through the wall of trees. She disappears as if the woods have swallowed her whole. Cut to the forest deep. She's in. She takes a deep breath. It's the first time she's breathed this kind of air. <sighs> Dark has a smell. Like beginnings. Everything begins in the dark. Babies, ideas, the dark of sleep, the back of your tongue. Dark. It's not a bad thing. It's... I don't know. I don't want to know. I want... She takes another deep whiff of the air. Rabbit! Emboldened by the dark, she crashes through the woods, scampering pell-mell. She zigs, she zags, she's, there's crazy dog-like music. She wags her hips, her crinolines sway in different motion to her body. She stops, catches sight of a frilly bow behind her, tries to catch it, but every time she turns, the hoop skirt sways the bow away again and again. She's literally chasing her tail. Must catch that thing. Is it rabbit chasing me? Wait, I'm chasing you. I'll get you. Ha! Gotcha! No! Don't gotcha! Let me catch you! Catch you! Catch you! Catch you! <sighs> I love this! In her circling, she catches the smell of something else. It's on the side of a tree. She sniffs from the ground up with increasing inquisitiveness and urgency. up and squats delicately, infinitesimally, like a curtsy. So pleased to smell you, Mr. Wolf. She starts to leave. Woodland chase music recommences. Hoop skirts are so convenient for calling. She's trotting along when forgot something. It's always something. Cut to Adeline back at the tree where she left her calling card. She's scratching the ground with her feet. Must do this. Not sure why, but do this I must. Where was I? Oh yes, rabbit, because stick. She pounces on a stick, takes it in her mouth, trots along, holding it proudly between her teeth. Slows down, a little disappointed. 
No fun alone. Need someone to throw the stick. Then I chase. Throw, chase, throw, chase, forever and ever from the beginning of time. Someone to throw like... Oh. Manfred. How come he never chases the stick? I do like his hands. Behind my ear on my belly. Makes my left foot jiggle. <laughs> Can't resist the jiggle. And really, why would I want to? He'll want me back. I can feel it. Oh, pulling tight. My ribs. Oh, hurts. I should go back. Mustn't disappoint. Post office was wayward. Mr. Wolf was way wayward. Better go back. Go home, Adeline. She starts to head back, droopily, shamefacedly, but comes across a pile of something. Hello, dead thing! She gets down on all fours, smelling the indeterminate mound. She holds back for a moment, then joyfully dives into it, hoop skirts billowing. Oh, my! Oh, dear! Carcass! Deep purple color, heady bouquet with overtures of larvae and mycelium. Medium bodied and saucy, but racy acidity stabilizes nicely with robust tannins. A bold attack laden with mocha, loamy soil, pencil shavings, and possum pancreas. Dense, like characters in Dickens, and a long, velvety finish. Matured for 24 months in quaking aspen and grandmother oak. So good! 99 points! Rolling around, she sees a flash of gray. Rabbit! She gets up and runs full speed through the forest, crashing through a stream. Leaping over sticks and branches, she pounces and catches the rabbit, which is a stuffed animal, maybe with a squeaker inside. She plays with it, toys with it, tosses it up in the air. She's having a wonderful time. Rabbit! I love rabbit! Rabbit, cabbage, lettuce, eat lettuces. Fly, rabbit, fly! Out of line? What? Out of line? Oh, no, not him. Do you hear something, Rabbit? I don't hear something. Adeline! Fuck! It is him. Hate the call. No. Love the call. Mustn't disappoint. Mustn't wayward. Must have. Must hold. I do. No, I don't. Don't wanna want rabbit. She returns to playing with the rabbit. Look at it fly, tiny heart beating like foot jiggle hummingbird wings so fast, so fast. I just wanna play, just playing. No, not play. That's not the way it is. 
can't just play, must break its little neck. That's the way. Mr. Wolf knows the way. Manfred knows the way to disappoint. Sorry, Rabbit. Nothing personal. No persons here at all. It's my job. You know you lost the race. You know the cost of loss. It's the cost of being alive. So don't anyone tell me not to! With a ferocious twist, she snaps the rabbit's neck. We hear the crack. Then, quiet. Maybe there's a squib in the rabbit's neck. A little burst of blood. Out of the silence, the cacophony of Manfred's buzzing voice, the classical music, and Adeline's chewing resume, fading back into Manfred's lament. Cut to the dinner table, back on the Gilded Age veranda. It's as if nothing has happened, except, of course, Adeline's a mess, twigs poking out of her hair, clothes askew, mud splattered all over her. Again, we don't see Manfred, but his reasonable tones let us know that he, at least, has taken no notice. Have I gotten through, my girl? <clears throat> ah, well, let's not spoil our supper. I'm so glad we had this little talk. Now, raise your glass, my dear. That's it. Up. Glass up. To you. To understandings. My darling Adeline. Adeline raises her glass. She only has one thing to say. Woof! She takes a sip and smiles, dabbing her mouth with a blood-stained napkin. She then raises her fork and puts a small morsel of gray fur into her mouth. Cut to Adeline's plate. On it is the rabbit, its neck at a strange angle, lying next to the asparagus. Or what if the rabbit's standing up on the plate, stalk of asparagus in its little mouth, ready to start the chase all over again. Thanks for being with us on the Miller Oddcast number 11, featuring Anne Underland's prose work, Adeline Gamble. Our many thanks to her for allowing us to showcase this work. It's an honor. Listeners should note that one of Underland's playwriting groups, Howl Playwrights, has posted Adeline Gamble on their YouTube page as part of their First Monday series. The group used to go to a nifty pub and do live readings of plays they wrote on the first Monday of the month. Alas, the before times. Now, in an effort to continue, at least in spirit, the group posts stuff online. Undelin says, I went to town with Adeline, learned some garage band and iMovie, and made a much more produced version with music and pictures. Be sure to check out the links in the podcast notes. In the meantime, stay tuned for Miller Oddcast number 12 coming soon. Whoa, wait a second. Did you know? Submissions are open now for the 2021 Miller Audio Prize. Learn all about it at our website. Thanks also to my TMR people, Bailey and Annalise, for joining me on this podcast, and to Patricia Miller for her generous support of the Miller Audio Prize. Finally, 
TMR is open for submissions year-round, and we remain dedicated to discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Be heard. Give us the opportunity to discover you. Subscribe or submit your work today. Learn more at MissouriReview.com.